Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back everyone to a new episode of Healthy for Life. Hope you are all doing great and you are healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This week, I want to talk about some things that have been weighing heavy on my heart. And I notice that when I start to feel something weighing on me and constantly going over it in my head that I know that it's time to talk about it. And I've just, I've made a promise to myself that on this podcast, I would discuss topics that may not always be the popular ones, the ones that everybody is going to agree with or the ones that are easy, but they can sometimes be the hard topics, the hard discussions to have, the controversial topics, the ones that people will often disagree with and they may get angry or hurtful or hateful towards you over having these discussions. But Part of my reason for starting this podcast was to have open, honest, real conversations with whether they fully align with me and and everything that I believe, I still want to talk about them. Because I think right now, especially over the last three, four months, I would say, we have censorship going on and we're seeing censorship Yes, big time by the media, social media, and our regular news. And we're also seeing individual censorship as well amongst people. And when it comes to the media, it's absolutely upsetting and sickening to think of what they're doing. And it starts to look like a lot of socialist style countries that we have seen their mistakes in the past or other countries that are currently socialist where they're controlling what the people are allowed to see and hear as a way to keep them all in line and as as a way to keep them obeying. And a lot of us might think that's impossible, like, oh, come on, you're blowing it out of proportion. But it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that if you don't learn from history, you repeat it and you can go back to a way that seemed like it was never going to happen or you can become like another country because you're not really learning from their mistakes and uh, from past, you know, things that have been done. So I think that in a, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of censorship going on on Facebook, on YouTube. Obviously, we know mainstream media only likes to tell one side of the story that sort of fits their narrative. It fits whatever it is they're trying to support. Whoever might be funding that news channel is the only news you are going to hear. It's very corrupt. It's very one-sided. And now you're starting to see a lot of individual people do the same thing. So they will only talk to people that support their side of the story or only post things that support their side of the story and only have those conversations. And I think that's where we get into that kind of cancel culture that we're seeing right now that's becoming very popular. 
And it's just really like, if it doesn't fit what I think or what mainstream thinks, then throw it out, label it as conspiracy theory, as, you know, that person is just a whack job and then dig up things about that person to make them look bad so that anything they say from this point forward, they, it, they're basically discredited. And I think people are very quick to do that without getting the whole story, without hearing the background. And that's what's happening with a lot of these videos that we're seeing on social media of uh, police and how they're dealing with people or, you know, all different situations is we're seeing these short little clips. We don't know anything about the situation. We don't know the person's history. We don't know what took place five minutes before the video started. We don't know anything, but we see these little blips or these little, these headlines that are catchy and we instantly grab onto them and put them out as truth or put them out to prove our point. And anything that doesn't align with what we've decided is right or wrong is throw it out and then label it and label that person and destroy that person. And we're seeing a lot of that. And that I find very upsetting. And it's something that I don't want to take part in. And it's, it's not right. And I think that what I really want to do on this week's episode is just to encourage people to keep an open mind, to do your own research to listen to other people's stories. Okay. We all have a background. We all have an upbringing. We all have baggage. We all have things that make us think and move the way that we do. And so sometimes just throwing somebody's comment out of them along with their comment, throwing their story out because it doesn't fit with your narrative it gets us nowhere and it, it doesn't actually allow you to reach the truth or to reach the core of the matter. So, and we know the media is famous for this. That's especially what the news does. They pick on a headline. It catches your attention. They play on your emotions, typically with fear or hatred And they run with that. And that is what is leading our culture. That is what is leading us right now through the, the times that we're going through from violence, from arguing, from being divided. It's basically being led by the media and it's being fed constantly. And because a lot of people haven't done research, they haven't taken the time to go beyond what is just on the surface. They're getting one side of the story and it either fuels their fear or it fuels their anger. And then they run with that. And that's, what's getting us into a lot of the issues we're currently, uh, seeing right now in, in our country. So I want to, talk about and encourage people to not just feed your personal narrative. So you may have been brought up a certain way. You may have experienced certain things in life. And so 
everything that you kind of feed yourself or the information that you get fits that personal experience and that personal narrative. But I want to encourage you to think outside of that, to open your mind to other possibilities. And the way that you do that is to listen and to also research and read and hear other people's stories. Because oftentimes we go on in life and we live the way that we think is right, the way that maybe we were raised to live. But as we go, experiences shape who we become and different experiences shape our mindset and, and kind of direct us down different paths. So obviously you can never be upset with somebody for not feeling or thinking the same way you do because their life has been different. Their experiences are different. Their upbringing is different. And so we all need to extend that sort of grace to people beyond extending that grace as an individual, I want to encourage you to try to walk in other people's shoes, try to put yourself in their place to understand where they're coming from, but then dig beyond, dig deeper. So if you are seeing a headline or you're hearing a story, where is that story coming from? Who put that story out? Who paid for that research? Who, what does that person have to gain by that information? Those are questions that need to be asked instead of just blindly picking up something that feeds your narrative and then putting it out as a truth. And this is something that I have personally even had to, you know, ask myself and question and deal with before, because I think we all naturally want to go to that way. It's comfortable. It's easy to feed your own narrative. It's, it's very safe when you're constantly being fed information that you already agree with, that doesn't challenge you in any way, then you can kind of just keep on going along and it feels good. But when something is thrown at you that is different from what you always thought was right, it can be tough to accept that. It can be tough to, to take a look at it. And you know why that is often is because, number one, it might be something that you've been doing or a decision that you've made that maybe wasn't the best. So looking at that, you have to take responsibility for your own actions. It might be something that you always preached and you always thought was, this is how it's got to be. And now you realize, wow, maybe I wasn't right. So what was I doing all those years? Why did I do that to myself? Why did I put myself at risk like that? Or why did I do that to my child? It can be really hard to take that information and say, Hey, maybe I was wrong or maybe I made a mistake. That is something that a lot of people don't want to do. And so when it comes to something that you might see somebody get really, really angry about and become even hurtful towards you or say things that are cruel and just start to pick you apart as a person, it's usually because they, something was sparked inside of them to get them to have those emotions. So, and oftentimes it's just that fight against, 
I don't want to believe that because that's doesn't fit my life right now. Or that's not, you know, some, that's nothing that I was raised to believe. I've never thought that way, or I did those things that you're saying were wrong. And so therefore it's very hard for people to look at themselves and take responsibility for their actions. You know, a great example is you see people many times who are, you've told, you know, preach to them about nutrition, about diet, about exercise as a way to prevent disease and to help them to get in in better health because you never know what your diagnosis could be, or you might be, you know, on medications and that sort of thing. If you don't take it seriously and they said, Oh yeah, I know, or whatever, blah, 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 keep going on their way. And then something happens to them and they're forced to take a look at the things that they've done. It can be painful for them. They can fight it, fight it, fight it. And then oftentimes when there's no other choice or they are faced with a very serious situation, they are forced to look at those areas and actually say, I have to take responsibility because the only way I can change is by taking responsibility for my own actions, my decisions. So currently we're dealing with a lot of arguing and a lot of people taking different sides. And it feels like right now we are probably more divided than we've ever been. And especially as we lead into this being an election year, I think there is a lot more tension on different sides of the fence with people. And a perfect example is the mask debate. Masks work. No, they don't. There's no science proving. There's science proving. So-and-so said, and this, and it's back and forth. And for everyone that presents a, a study, a reputable study about masks and how they don't work, somebody has something else that says that masks work or a doctor said that they work. And so it ends up just being this back and forth that really doesn't get us anywhere. Because at the end of the day, you are going to, you've made a decision how you are going to believe and how you are going to live. And so it ends up just being more of a battle of, I'm going to prove that I'm right, even if I'm not, because, you know, I've started this and this is what I'm doing versus let's actually look and see how this makes sense. Or maybe let's respect that person's decision that they've made because of their own personal reasons and not try to convince them. I think with the mask, it comes down to, it's become a battle of just who's right and who's wrong. But really at the end of the day, for a lot of people, the mask wearing is more about just shutting up and doing what you're told and people feeling like that's not who they are as a person. I know for myself personally, that's how I feel is we've seen a lot of coercion, a lot of lies, a lot of misconstruing the numbers, over-diagnosing people dying with COVID and being called it's a COVID death when it wasn't actually, they just, they may have died of a stroke or a heart attack. And at the time had COVID and they, it was said they died because of COVID or, I mean, they've gone as far as to actually say that somebody died of COVID when they didn't even have COVID. So there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of coercion going on. So for me personally, I say to myself, the mask thing is becoming a way of almost silencing people and being like, just shut up, 
do what you're told, put the mask on, who cares if it works, if there's anything to prove that it's safe or effective, just do what you're told because that's what we're telling you to do. And so for a lot of people, I know that's why they don't want to wear the mask. And then there are other people who just feel like, Hey, what's the big deal? They're, they're telling me what to do. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. And then there are other people maybe who are like, I'm, I'm fearful. I don't trust my own health. I'm going to do whatever I can not to catch this. This makes me feel secure. So I'm going to wear this mask. Everyone is entitled to what they're feeling and to do what they want with those feelings. So arguing over who's right and who's wrong at the end of the day, it really isn't getting us anywhere. And, you know, I have been pulled down those same arguments and I have research that I have found about mask wearing, but, but I realize that I'm wasting my time because people have already made up their minds. They've decided they've bought in. We've been trapped in our houses for the last three months. There's no way I can wrap my head around this unless I just keep buying in. And that's where a lot of people I feel like are at. I've already gone so far in that if I don't keep jumping on this bandwagon, how am I going to wrap my head around the fact that maybe I've been lied to, or maybe there's some shady stuff going on. I can't deal with that. So we are all coming from a personal place in this, and it's important to respect people's feelings and decisions in spite of this. Another thing I want to talk about is using anecdotal stories to back up your position. And this is something that I found that we all fall victim to because our personal experiences shape who we are and our decisions. I looked up the word anecdotal because I really wanted to get the correct definition of it, but it's basically information that is not based in facts or, you know, research or any kind of study, but it's, uh, information that's based on personal experiences, or it could, it might not even be your very own experience, but somebody else experience, uh, their experience that they told you about. So that's basically what anecdotal information is. And I see a lot of that going around right now where people are telling stories about their own personal experience or that of a friend's as if it makes it true and we should all believe it. And it's very hard not to go down that road. And I can give you a good example is my mom was diagnosed with cancer. She passed away in 2014. I watched her three years from the date that she was diagnosed suffer through her treatment. And I felt as though mainstream medicine killed her and her treatments killed her. And there would have been no way that she could have survived what she went through. So my my very first reaction and feelings towards that was all cancer treatment, mainstream cancer treatment is bad. All cancer treatment doctors are, you know, only in it for the money. And I was angry. I was hurt. My experience was, was terrible to watch what she went through. And I know other people have stories just like mine, but does it make it true? 
No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make it true. There could be some truth to it, but it doesn't make it the one and only true thing. Over the years, I have had to say, look, some people are going to go through mainstream treatment for cancer. Some people are going to do an integrative approach. Some people are going to do holistic. It doesn't make one better than the other. I personally feel that an integrative approach or even a holistic approach might be better, but it doesn't make it true for everybody because I feel that way. So it's, again, it's the same with COVID, okay? Because we're seeing, I see story after story uh, on, especially on Facebook, as so-and-so got diagnosed with COVID and they were in the hospital and it was just the worst, they almost died and, or they did die. And therefore, COVID is dangerous. You need to wear a mask you need to do whatever. This is a really, really bad thing. And all the numbers are true and everything they're telling us is true. And because of your anecdotal information and your anecdotal story, it makes it true for you. And that's not the case because we've seen in these very, these, the numbers and how much of the numbers we can even trust. They're probably a lot lower than what we're actually seeing, but the percentages of it being fatal for people are very, very low. And it's awful and it's devastating when somebody dies, especially when they're your loved one. And I can relate to that. And fear is what can take over and anger and all those emotions are normal. But this is life and you have to take a step back and you have to look and you have to discern the information you're getting because sharing your anecdotal stories or only being willing to look at what your friend's friend told you that their friend did is not wise and it's not honest, true information always, because we don't know that person that may have gone into the hospital with COVID and passed, maybe they were 85 and they had other comorbidities. Maybe they were struggling with cancer. Maybe they had other immune compromising issues. Maybe they were mistreated when they were in there because that's happening too, where people are being put on ventilators that should have never been put on ventilators. Maybe they were healthy and it, they were one of the teeny tiny 0.0001 or whatever percentage of people that this could happen to. It happens and it's terrible, but making that our truth and basing all of our information off that is not wise. And then arguing that as your backup for your point is not wise and it's not what's getting us anywhere right now. So I really, really want to encourage you to take a step back and to look at where your information is coming from and to say to yourself, okay, like me, for instance, maybe if I got cancer, I wouldn't go the mainstream route and maybe, and I wouldn't want anyone in my family to again, but that doesn't mean that so-and-so doing it is wrong because that's what works for them. And people do get 
results with mainstream treatment, depending on what their cancer is. So it's like, I could be preaching that, that going holistic is the only way to go, but I know that I can't because that only serves me right now. That only pushes my narrative. So, you know, I have my nonprofit and we help to pay for people's treatments who want to go outside of insurance and their mainstream medical treatment. And, but I have plenty of patients that we've helped who are doing an integrative approach. So they, they need help with their holistic treatments, but maybe they're in a study or they're getting some sort of mainstream, mainstream treatment. It's just, that's taken me time to get there. It's taken me having an open mind to having conversations with different doctors, to listening to people's experiences, to getting through my own pain and my own anger and my own, you know, healing journey that continues every day. So I really want to encourage you to not take anecdotal stories and make them your Bible and make them your truth because oftentimes they only fit our narrative. And a big part of that narrative for many people is fear. And what is a big motivator? What is the, the danger of fear? Well, oftentimes fear first and foremost comes from a lack of knowledge And when you know better, you do better. I always say that. And when you have an understanding of something, you don't fear the outcome. So when you have an understanding of the human body, it doesn't even have to be a a huge understanding, but just a basic understanding of the human body and the immune system then you have the knowledge to know that our body is capable of fighting incredibly tough things and it does it on the on a daily basis without us even knowing we are exposed daily to all kinds of viruses and bacterias and our body fights them off even when we aren't healthy but especially when we're healthy and how we feed our bodies through nutrition and supplementation is how we stay healthy and if you trust your body and you trust in its ability to deal with these things you don't live in fear of the unknowns it's no different than the, the vaccine debate many people are very fearful of their children getting these certain diseases and viruses and rightfully so because without the knowledge of what is the actual virus or disease is it even here in the u.s anymore what is the potential risk if they get it that's knowledge and knowing all of that helps you discern okay is the reward of my child getting this vaccine greater than the risk of them getting the disease? That is knowledge. That's how you make informed decisions. So you as an individual have to do that research because nobody can spoon feed it to you. So your doctor may be telling you 100% safe. There is no risk. There's no risk to your child. Everything, you know, it's very rare that anything happens. You take that information. But if you look at the information for yourself, just even alone asking for the insert to the vaccine, and you look at that and you see the the whole list of potential risks and side effects, 
Okay, that's some information right there. You ask your doctor questions. Do they actually know what the risks are? What were they actually taught in medical school? Because most doctors will tell you that they were taught that that vaccines are safe and effective and that's it. They don't know the ingredients in them. They don't know the type, whether it's live or attenuated or some of the risks that could be there with those specific ingredients in that amount, all of those things, they often are not taught. So doing that research and getting that knowledge for yourself is how you make informed decisions. And it's how you avoid decisions that are based in fear. I find, especially in this time, that a lot of people feel like they want to hold on to fear because it is entertaining or it feeds something inside of them. It's, it's keeping them occupied. It maybe justifies in their own mind for them why they are doing what they're doing. Everyone has a personal reason. And, and again, it may come from, from their upbringing. It may come from their past experiences. So extending that grace while it is hard to do, it's what we have to do. But I really want to encourage you today and, and always to, to do your research, to get your knowledge because knowledge combats fear. Well, some of you might be saying, what about science and what about using science and scientific research to support your beliefs and your claims? And I think that obviously that is a great thing and there is a place for science and science has helped us discover and learn so many things. But in the midst of that, we still have to understand that A, science can be flawed and B, it's still human man trying to figure out or discern and make sense of these things that sometimes we just don't fully understand. Like everything that we're learning still about viruses and about the human immune system and the germ theory, you know, sometimes we have been running with these ideas throughout centuries that actually have never really been proven to be correct, but certain people jumped on that bandwagon and have kept pushing it and everyone is just blindly following. And a perfect example of that is the diet heart hypothesis there that, you know, saturated fats cause heart disease and uh, eating fats are going to make you fat, eating healthy fats, I should say. And, you know, that was a, that was a complete lie and misinformation that was started. I want to say back in the 1950s by Ansel Keys and on research that when it was looked at, it really had no foot to stand on. It wasn't even, um, you know, complete. And there was, he actually finagled with some of the results. And so that's the problem that we run into a lot of times with science. But if the right body or organization jumps on that information, whether it is true or not, and they run with it and they publicize it in this case, the American heart association did that. Everyone just blindly followed and years went by 
of people starting to go more for, you know, low cholesterol foods and low fat foods and diet this and all of that. And we're seeing a rise in heart disease and it's not going down. So now we're staying away from, you know, as much saturated fats and as much saturated oils. And we're getting into these supposed heart healthy oils, but yet we're seeing a rise in heart disease. So yes, we tend to consume a lot of fried foods, which are really bad. But again, those fried foods are being cooked in the so-called healthy heart, healthy oils. They're cooked in vegetable oils, canola, peanut, corn oil. Those oils are toxic. They are rancid. They are dyed. They are deodorized. And those oils cause heart disease, but taking things that were given to us in animals and in nature, you know, and saying that those are what cause disease, anyone should be able to look and say, that doesn't make sense, but that's what happened. And then for 50, 60 years, that information kept getting pumped out and everyone just went along with it and they would stop eating butter and said, you were eating butter replacements. I can't believe it's not butter. And then we start to see higher levels of, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's because especially for the elderly, as you age, your cholesterol has to go up to repair and to do its job in the brain. And we starting to see dementia. A, A great book to read is thief of memory. It's, um, thief of memory, I believe. Yeah. It's written by a doctor. It's called Lipitor thief of memory. And it's written by a doctor who was prescribing, you know, these statin drugs to his patients for cholesterol. And he went in, got checked. His cholesterol was too high for what they say it should be. And he went on a statin drug and he ended up having these, bouts of um, insane amnesia where he completely blacked out, didn't know, have any recollection of where he was, what he was doing. He would go on for like a whole day like this. So he started to research and as he put the word out there to gain knowledge, again, we're talking about getting knowledge about not only feeding your personal narrative. And as a doctor, that would be really hard to do because you've been told all through medical school and all through your practice that everyone who's has a high level of cholesterol needs to be on a statin drug. There's nothing dangerous about them. Just give them to them. They got to get their cholesterol down that's totally going against your narrative. So he started doing the research. He started getting all these testimonies and stories from people saying they experienced the same thing on a statin drug. And sure enough, he went off the statins, no more, went back on, boom, same thing happened. And so that's where you have to have an open mind. And sometimes your own personal experience is what causes you to open your mind to other possibilities. But again, that was all because of this misinformation that was started and people were avoiding cholesterol, high containing cholesterol foods and fats and things thinking that was going to make them healthy. And in fact, it's made us more sick. So that's how you can see sometimes of information that's supposedly based in science keeps getting recycled and put out there, but yet there is actually no truth behind it. And that's a scary thing with science because it can be flawed because people have their own agendas, scientists do, or for instance, a lot of the 
the research that's been putting that's been put out say another one is vaccines in that area well if you're Merck or um you know Pfizer or one of them and you have a vaccine that you're putting out on the market you're going to fund research that's going to support your product because if you fund research and have research that says that your product is potentially dangerous then how are you going to get it out there on the market and no one's going to want to use it? So you have to look at who is funding the research for the product that is out there. If it's done by an independent party or, um, you know, a, a someone who has nothing to gain by it, then that's often something that you can trust more. For instance, I, I get people who will send me Rolling Stone magazine articles or BuzzFeed or these Washington Post or whatever. And you always have to look at those and say, okay, who, who owns that magazine or that newspaper? Who owns that website? Who runs it? What, where do they stand? Because they will not let any information on there that doesn't support their narrative. They're not allowed to. And so it's important to take that and to discern. So sometimes we cannot always take science and scientific research as God and as the one rule, because unfortunately it is flawed. And so that's where you do have to use your, your knowledge and get outside other information. You can't just take one thing and run with it and say, okay, this has got to be correct. And so and again, and for whatever side of the fence you're on, if something, you know, seems true to you and that's what's right and it fits your experience and makes most sense to you, that's what you're going to run with. We can't be mad at each other for not all agreeing. That's a beauty of this world. We can think differently. We can look differently. We can act differently. And so we have to be able to accept each other for that and extend grace to people who don't agree exactly like we do. And that's really just what I want to encourage you all to do is try to keep an open mind. And during these times, it's stressful on everybody and people feel angry. They feel trapped. They feel pressure. They feel fear, all of these things. So their, their decisions and their beliefs are often coming from these emotions and they tend to be negative. And so it's important to try to love people in spite of that and to, to offer them space. But if you're somebody that hasn't done research and maybe hasn't looked into things deeper, then keep an open mind listen to other people and allow yourself to hear their stories and their experiences and what they've gone through because you might learn something from that. And it's a shame when people who have something to share that they've been through and they maybe want to help you avoid going through what they've gone through, the pain of what they've gone through. It's important. It's, it's a shame when they get shut down and labeled as a whack job or, you know, some crazy person because it doesn't fit the mainstream narrative. For me personally, when I see how much with a censorship alone, the fact that you can't put out any information on Facebook or YouTube, uh, about what's, been going on from even doctors telling their stories of what's been going on with COVID and nurses and, 
what's with with mask if you post anything that says that masks are not scientifically proven to work or they're not safe they're not effective it'll get taken down if uh you say anything that doesn't fit the mainstream narrative and it starts to gain momentum and people are watching it and commenting it'll get taken down so that doesn't that tell you in your mind that the mainstream narrative might not be what I can trust. I need to dig a little deeper and see what's really going on here. That enough for me is a red flag to tell me I am not going to be spoon fed my information because it looks like I'm being lied to. And so that is motivation enough for me to to look beyond, to dig deeper and to create my own belief system. And I have to work to be kind to other people that are not there and to listen to other people's sides of the story. And that's what I've tried to do. And I can still have my own personal beliefs, my own personal feelings, and still hear somebody out and, and let them have their beliefs and feelings. And so that's really what I wanted to have a conversation about today and to encourage you all to keep an open mind, to listen, to dig deeper, to do your own research and, you know, to accept people, to meet them where they are, to extend grace to them. And that way, hey, you can live a much happier, peaceful life (laughs) with less anger and less stress, I feel like. And we can all get along a little bit better and probably in the long run, get a little bit more done on a, on a regular basis with the things that are going on around us. So as always, thank you for listening. Share this episode with, with anyone who you feel like might benefit from this and give it a rating. I'd love it if you rated it five stars and subscribe, and I will talk to you all next week.